What's going on, y'all? So, today is Halloween. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> so, okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so y'all know typically on Tuesdays, we talk about a discovery of witches. And, you know, we watch the episode, go through it, whatnot. Y'all, I'm sorry. And this is no shade towards the, towards the people's show at all. I could not waste Halloween on Diana Bishop. I, I refuse. I just absolutely refuse to give Halloween to Diana Bishop. And what's so funny is that's the whole point of me even doing this in the first place. <laughs> I wanted to watch like a magic themed show that wasn't charmed during the month of October, like to start off Halloween and whatever else. And that was the whole point. But after watching this show for a couple of episodes, I'm going to see what the future of it is going to be. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But all I know is that today I could not. I just I could not make Halloween about Diana Bishop and her running around not knowing where she's at. And Matthew trying not to be in love with her, bite her, whatever it is he's trying to do. I, I, I don't have time for that. So... Instead, what I decided to do is I wanted to give y'all a list or at least a short list of some of the movies that I was going to review, but chose not to because there's so many movies that I wanted to talk about and it was really hard for me to narrow it down and I just really want to make sure that everyone knows like I watch so much stuff. There are so many things. There are so many things that I watch. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a list of the five of five of the movies that were on my list to review, but that I didn't get to. And I'll give you like a brief little summary, whatever. It's not going to be like an in-depth thing. It's going to be just more of like us chatting. So grab your popcorn. Okay, y'all. So, y'all want to know what's funny? As I was really sitting down, like, looking at my little list of movies that I didn't get a chance to talk about, it is hilarious to me how many movies that I associate with Halloween that have absolutely nothing to do with Halloween. I mean, like, of the five movies that I'm going to probably cover, I say five probably because I'm trying to keep this short and y'all know I like to talk a lot. So I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. But of the five movies that I picked, literally only one of them is Halloween themed. And I don't know why that's so funny to me, but <laughs> that's just is what it is. <laughs> So the very first movie on my list, y'all, is one that I have not seen in, I cannot tell you how long. Like, I I have it downloaded in, in like, my iCloud somewhere, but I'd have to pull it out to watch it. Y'all, it's Casper Meets Wendy. I have not watched Casper Meets Wendy in years. I mean, like, literally, it's probably been a decade it might not be in a decade. I might be lying. I think I may be lying to y'all right now. The point is, it's been quite some time. I have not watched Casper Meets Wendy in so long. And the thing about that movie is it's one of those movies that I feel like when you watch it, it just reminds you of being young and Halloween time comes around. And this is like, I don't know if y'all remember ABC Family. I think I'm dating myself. But 
ABC Family is what Freeform used to be back in the cut. And they would show, they didn't have the 31 nights of Halloween. They had the 13 nights of Halloween. And in those 13 nights, they would show like all kinds of stuff. They would show Casper. Casper meets Wendy. Adam's family. Um, I think that they used to show the Adams family like reunion I don't know if y'all remember that but there was one that had Daryl Hannah as Morticia and Tim Curry as Gomez and we're gonna leave it at that but anyway Casper Meets Wendy used to come on and I would like if I knew it was coming on that night I would rush home to try to see it I that's how much I used to love that movie y'all so if you've never seen Casper Meets Wendy, it stars Hilary Duff, a very young Hilary Duff. And this warlock named Desmond Spellman is after her because she's like the fairest witch in the land or whatever. And he's after her. He's after Wendy, the good little witch. And she lives with her uh, three aunts. But what's weird about the movie is like they lived in one house and she lived in a completely different one and I was like Wendy said I gotta have my space <laughs> now I feel like it was the aunts though that probably had her in the house because the aunts they loved Wendy but we're not finna go too far like because Wendy was a good witch and they were evil like they did stuff like you know throw magic slime at the mail boy and stuff like that the newspaper boy and so Wendy wasn't really fooling with them. So anyway, Desmond's goons come to get her and, you know, they they escape and they end up going to into like magical witness protection. They put themselves there. No one helps them, but they can't use their wands because uh, I mean, Wendy can't use her wand because her wand is like super powerful and they have to be really careful with using magic because if they use too much magic then he can detect where they are because he has a machine that can detect it um and so while she's at the like little whatever they were at resort she meets uh Casper and they each find out you know one's a witch one's a ghost and witches and ghosts don't fool with each other in this this place so you know they become friends but his uncles and her aunts are like, no, ma'am, and not in the year of our Lord, 19, whatever year the movie came out. And we just go through, you know, your normal little hijinks of friendship overcoming and all this and that. And it, I mean, it, you know, whatever. But the movie is so fun. The cast is hilarious. Kathy Moriarty is, I think, one of those people who is completely underrated as an actress and if there's nothing else that we do in life we need to go back and we need to give her her flowers because mama is hilarious she can take any scene and just make it funny and I think let me let me look something up real quick yeah 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 I know I wasn't tripping so one of the aunts is played by Shelly Duvall and if you don't know who Shelly Duvall is then you've never seen The Shining and you've also never seen uh the live action Popeye not Popeye's the chicken I know I already know the jokes right themselves because I'm fat but no I ain't talking about Popeye's I'm talking about Popeye with Robin Williams she played olive oil his you know wife love interest whatever she was in the movie so it's like they had a really good cast and she was funny too. Now the other aunt, I don't remember her name. I know she's been in some other stuff, but I don't remember that lady's name. So 
I wanted to talk about that movie, but I just was like, I feel like I wanted to watch, I wanted to talk about stuff that like everybody has seen. And I felt like Casper meets Wendy. I felt like a lot of people had seen it, but I was like, I don't know if I should come out. I don't know. So I'm so glad I get a chance to share that with y'all and just get a chance to talk about it. Cause I love that movie so much. The second movie, y'all, 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 a classic, a classic, a classic. If you have never seen Death Becomes Her, then I don't want you to wait until tomorrow. I want you to do stop. If you at work, I want you to stop working and I want you to go find Death Becomes Her. That's how funny that movie is it is just like classic Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn together are like comedy gold I swear to God and the thing about Meryl Streep is this is around the time like Meryl Streep was in her in like her comedy bag because if mama can do one thing she's gonna serve us a cry and she's gonna serve us a a, a good old laugh now I know that I just said two things after I said I was saying one but you'll be quite all right because you understand what I'm saying death becomes her is so funny and the movie is basically about Meryl Streep's character Madeline Ashton stealing her old friend slash rival's um husband or boyfriend I think he was her husband I don't remember no I think that was her boyfriend I don't remember I don't remember that specific fact but the point is she ends up stealing her and after a while they're in a loveless marriage he's a plastic surgeon but then he ends up becoming like a mortician and she's just trying to be young and beautiful again because she's an actress and she goes and she gets this potion and the potion makes her young again and it you know makes her like butt firm and whatever else and it takes her back in time essentially her body anyway but she has to keep it healthy and so then we find out later on that um I was gonna say Gwyneth Paltrow and I do not know why I was about to say Gwyneth Paltrow. We find out later that Goldie Hawn <laughs> sold everything she had so she could take the potion. And the two of them end up, you know, like unaliving each other. And what happens from there is that their bodies are deteriorating, but they're going to live forever. So they just have to do a lot of patchwork on it. And so he's the only one, Ernest is the only one that can, you know, like get them together. The one that they trust. Let me say that. The one that they trust to get them together. And he don't want no part of it. Like after a while, he's like, mm -mm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to go live my life. I'm going to go do whatever it is I'm going to go do. And then he eventually, you know, passes away like way in the future because, you know, he ages like a normal person. And... The movie is just full of so many funny scenes. Like when, <laughs> so after they both get unalive, they have this fight and Helen has a whole, Helen is, um, why do I keep on the call that woman Gwyneth Paltrow? That's not her name. Her name is Goldie Hawn. <sighs> Gwyneth Paltrow must be talking about me. I don't know how she would be because she doesn't know who I am. But I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow was talking about me in some shape, form, or fashion. But anyway, 
Goldie Hawn has a hole in her stomach. And so there's this one hilarious part where Meryl Streep throws like this broken um piece of wood at her and he goes through her stomach and she's like, yes, no, oh damn. Like it is so fun. It's little moments like that where if you just enjoy like that kind of like stupid comedy, you are absolutely going to love this movie. Okay. 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 This third movie. If you know anything about me, and I do mean anything about me, you know that Adam's Family Values is one of my favorite movies of all time. Adam's Family Values is... It's unique for me in the movie world because I think it's one of those rare movies that as a sequel works better than the original. Now, that's not saying that the original, the first Adam's Family movie is not funny. I'm not saying that because I think the first one is good. I find myself being more drawn to Adam's family values though, because I think they really understood what worked about the movie and what worked with their cast and what worked with their jokes. And in the first one, I think they struck gold, but then in the second one, I think they struck lightning. I think it was like that, that, that may be backwards, but that's how I see it. The first one, I think the cast was just perfect and I think they they had comedy gold on their hands because they had the perfect cast they had the perfect setup the story was where I was like oh okay you know I'm not gonna sit down and watch Adam's fam the first Adam's family if like if I had the opportunity if it was on I'd probably watch it but I'm not gonna seek it out like I'm not gonna sit there and just be like I think I want to watch the first Adam's family movie Adam's family values I will sit there and watch all day I could watch that movie on a loop all day long. That's how funny it is. You know what? I don't even know why I'm sitting here playing in y'all's face like this. I don't know why I'm sitting here pretending like I don't know why I love that movie so much. <laughs> One name, two words, Debbie Jelinski. Listen, let, let me go back because my girl's name is Debbie Jelinski Adams, okay? She was a wife. <laughs> She was a wife. She was married. She was a missus. Baby, I don't know if anyone has ever let Joan Cusack know how amazing an actress she is. But based on that one role, we we just need to, we as a society, need to go out of our way to treasure her and cherish her while we still have the opportunity because the way she ate up the role of Debbie Jelinski should be studied and I don't mean that figuratively I mean that there should be a class where someone talks about the character of Debbie Jelinski and you have to pass the class with an A or better or you have to retake it. Like, that is how much I believe in the character of Debbie. And I think I love the movie. I think I love Debbie Jelinski so much in this movie. Because, let me give you a little bit of backstory. So, the second uh, the second Adams Family picks up a couple of months after the, well, not a couple of months, like nine months. After the first one. <laughs> oh 
don't know why I said a couple of months. And this woman had a whole baby. And Morticia and Gomez have had another child, right? And they name him Pubert. And so with all the children in the house, they're kind of trying to figure out a work-life balance, you know, whatever. Well, not a work-life balance. Like, it's just a life balance because they don't work. Hmm. It, let me hush because let me find out Morticia and Gomez up his scamming. But that's neither here nor there. They're looking for a nanny and they go through all these nannies. And Wednesday especially is like, I'm not having it. And she scares all of them off. So Debbie comes to the house. And this is what I love the most about Debbie. Debbie is rolling with the punches. Baby, when she sees them, she's not scared. She's like, okay, anyway. Wednesday is like, be afraid. Be very afraid. And Debbie's just like, oh. I love her. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And so, but she's there to go after Fester because Debbie is like a black widow type person. She, you know, marries men and then she un unlives them for their money. And so her next target is Fester because he's unmarried. He's like got loads of money just like sitting around that he's not doing anything with. And she, she wants in on that. So she ends up seducing him, which is not hard. I mean, I could probably seduce Fester. And she marries him. And y'all, that is one of my favorite scenes of that entire movie when she marries Fester. Because Fester is sitting there and he's just like spilling his soul. I mean, he is just giving vows for days. He is in love with this woman. He wants her to know it. He wants the world to know it. And he gives like this heart-wrenching, beautiful speech about what she means to him. And Debbie, <laughs> after this man says all of this, Debbie's like, oh, wow. Ditto, y'all. I swear to God. I die every time that woman says ditto because it is just <laughs> and Joan Cusack has just the perfect way of delivering lines like there's a part later on where Fester's like give me a kiss give me a kiss and she's like give me a 20 and she just says it without even thinking I'm telling you that she just is perfect for this role so Part of her plan is seducing Fester because she knows Wednesday is smart. She can tell Wednesday is not going to be the one to play with. So she convinces Morticia and Gomez to send Pugsley and Wednesday to a summer camp. So while Wednesday and Pugsley are at the summer camp, there's this girl named Amanda who, fun fact, is actually Harmony from Buffy. She she becomes like her rival and they're trying to make them chipper and whatever else. And they do this play, y'all. It's so, it, the play is about like the pilgrims and the first Thanksgiving and they're trying to whitewash it. And Wednesday's like, no ma'am. Wednesday is like, no ma'am. So she wreaks havoc as she does. And they get back to the, uh, to the family. <sighs> y'all, by this point, Debbie done tried to Debbie done tried to <laughs> Debbie done tried to unalive Fester she done tried to brainwash the, no she did brainwash the man against his family and even after she blew him up he still was like happy anniversary <laughs> like Debbie Debbie is just everything and so by the end of the movie she's holding the whole family captive in the attic and she has all of them in these you know electric chairs these old style electric chairs which 
it's hilarious that they have that many on hand and you know that they like probably strapped each other in that's not a get your team what they did she probably didn't even have to lift a finger because they love that kind of stuff so they probably did that anyway and she's sitting here and she's giving this speech about her parents and her former husbands and whatnot and they're just they're really sympathizing with her and then at one point they're all like we deserve to go like yeah pull pull the plug on us because <laughs> Put us back in the plastic and walk away because we are acting brand new and you deserve better than that. Y'all, when I tell you hilarity, hilarity, like I actually think probably what I'm going to end up doing one day is doing a like a whole video, a video, a podcast dedicated specifically to this movie. That's how much I love it because... When I was going through the list of movies that I wanted to talk about, this one was like at the top. This was like probably my second or third one that I really wanted to do. The reason I didn't do it is because I really wanted to focus on movies that were Halloween themed and because I love Halloween so much. And I just, but then it's kind of like, okay, so how did Corpse Bride get in there then if you were trying to focus on that? Corpse Bride is one of those movies that is a classic to me and I just wanted to kind of highlight it and this one uh, and then okay to be fair I had a car wreck and wasn't able to do an episode last week so that's why there was no second episode um or no episode last week and plus Halloween was coming up so I was like yeah I might as well just go ahead and you know stick this in here so anyway, point being, long story short, go watch Adam's Family Values. If you haven't, I really think you're missing out. Like if you listen to me and you like to hear what I have to say about movies, then I promise you, you're going to love Adam's Family Values. If you don't, then I think that's okay because not everyone has to like everything that people like. I just feel like, if you listen to me, we probably have similar tastes in movies. So I'm not trying to peer pressure you, but I kind of am at the same time. And if you don't go watch the movie or at least give it a chance, if you haven't seen it, I'm not saying that I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to cut up your wigs. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is if you find your wigs in tattered pieces it may or may not have been me. So just, you know, keep that in mind. All right, y'all. So we are almost in the home stretch. The fourth movie that I wanted to review, but I didn't, was Practical Magic. I love Practical Magic. And it's one of those movies that I don't watch that often. But it's like every time I see it, I find something new to fall in love with. And if you've never seen Practical Magic... It's about the Owens family, specifically the uh, current generation of the Owens sisters, uh, Sally and Jillian. Their parents die when they're very young. There's been a curse put on the family that when an Owens woman falls in love and she finds true love, that man is fated to die. And this movie is, you know, us watching Sally and Jillian after Sally's husband passes away. And she's left with her two daughters, just like her mother. And I just love this movie so much because there's a scene in the opening part where 
they're watching this woman come to their aunt's and she wants, you know, like a love spell put on her husband. And they're like, I think they like shove a needle in a bird's eye or something like that. And Jillian is like enamored with it. And she's like, I can't wait to fall in love. And Sally says that she doesn't ever want to fall in love because she doesn't want, you know, to lose someone. And she don't want to be in love that intensely, which I'm 100% with her on that. Like that was weird. But anyway, and little Sally, she's going through the, you know, garden or whatever, the inside garden, which I think there's a word for it, the greenhouse, a girl, whatever. I'm not a gardener. And she's, you know, getting everything she needs for her little spell. And what she's doing is summoning her true love because she's, but she's summoning someone who does, who in her mind does not exist. He's going to have like one green eye and one blue. He's going to be able to make amazing pancakes or something and flip them or whatever. And his favorite shape will be a star. And there was something so, I don't even know the word for it. Poetic? I I don't know. There was something about the fact that she, in her mind, was even at that young age trying to protect herself from magic. I mean, from love. She was trying to protect herself from falling in love with someone. And Sally was like super talented at magic, but she just didn't use it that often. Like she was really naturally good at it, but she was like, "Mm -mm, I want a normal life. Baby was given Piper Hallowell. It was given very much Piper Hallowell. And her aunts end up making her like they cast a love spell on someone else later on. And that's how she meets her husband in the future that ends up passing away. And she, the movie is watching, is us watching her help Jillian after Jillian accidentally, you know, unalives her boyfriend. It's, it's a fun movie. And I think it's a good one about family and how one generation can truly affect the rest and how you are having to break generational curses. You're having to find out who you are in this world of magic of hurt and loss and heartache and whatever else i love that movie i i i i think it's on max i think it's on max so if you don't have a subscription to them then please i implore you to get one and i think that you're gonna love it all right y'all the final film in our little review series that never was I was actually going to do it last Thursday, but like I said, I didn't get a chance to. This was my, this was what was going to like close everything out. I was going to review Hocus Pocus because I mean, how can you have Halloween and not talk about Hocus Pocus? I mean, I feel like, I feel like I really don't even need to talk about what the movie is because if you, I feel like everybody has seen it. I think Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that like everybody has seen. I mean, clearly there's probably going to be some people who haven't like, you know, probably like older people or something, but I feel like it's a universally known movie. Like, even if you haven't seen it, you know about it. You've seen the merchandise, you've seen commercials, you've seen, you know, something like you have seen something about Hocus Pocus at some point in your life. And um, the thing about this movie is it is such a comfort movie. It's such a feel good movie. It's just, 
I think it's just universally appealing because it's funny. You got, I mean, come on. You got Bette Midler. You got Kathy and Jimmy. And you got Sarah, uh, I was going to say Sarah Michelle Gellar. You do not have Buffy in this movie. <laughs> you got Sarah Jessica Parker, who I think is a very funny person. I think she's actually a very good comedic actress especially when you give her someone to bounce off of and it's not like she was like having to like carry the movie on her back I think she 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 played her part they had such a good ensemble with the sisters like they had such a great chemistry the dialogue was good you get things that people like still 30 years later are talking about a muck a muck a muck dead man's toe like there's so many quotable lines from the movie and Bette Midler is just a treasure. Anytime you get anything with comedy, you know Bette Midler is going to be funny in it. And I just, like I said, I really don't feel like I need to review that movie. I mean, we all, I'm not going to say we all know. Listen. <laughs> not me saying we should already know. And so I'm not even going to tell y'all about it. Basically, the Sanderson sisters are stealing the youth from children. They steal the youth from Thackeray Binks. I used to think that they were saying Zachary and or that they meant Zachary and they were just pronouncing it wrong because in my mind I was right and everybody was wrong when I was little. And so when I realized that they were actually saying Thackeray, I was like, ew. But see, then I also thought that it was supposed to be like a little like knock to, you know, Winnie because she had the lisp. And so I thought they were saying Thackeray like I thought she was the one that was like Thackeray Thackeray I was thinking like that was why they were saying it and I was like I guess I'm just hearing it and I was like no that's really his name anyway I don't spend too long too long too much time talking about that and they get hung after they you know unalive Thackeray's sister and they turn him into a cat unbeknownst to everybody in the town and they, you know, cast a spell. I think they cast a spell. Because in my mind, like, the book opened up and she read a page from it. And it, you know, said that in 300 years, they, or not in 300 years, but when a virgin lit the black flame candle, they would come back. Now, what was always funny to me was, I want to know why the villagers kept that book. Because they turned their house, or somebody down the road, turned their house into a museum and the book was on display so my thing was the villagers I don't think you can burn the book because it's you know magical and evil so I don't think they could burn it but I'm like why didn't they bury it or put it in a cave or something like that like who who was like you know what the best we got is just to lock it up in this little this little glass enclosure I don't know why that was so funny to me and then they made a hocus pocus too and we don't talk about that we don't discuss that um we don't acknowledge that it isn't real and I'm gonna stick behind that statement so y'all I hope that you enjoyed my little list of movies that I did not get a chance to review for this Halloween season. But, I mean, who knows? I'm not, now, I can tell you right now, Hocus Pocus, I am not going to do anything with until next year. Like, next Halloween, you'll hear me talking about Hocus Pocus because I'm one of those weird movie, one of those weird people. I don't like watching stuff that's holiday themed. If it's not in that holiday like season, like you're not going to watch catch me watching the Grinch 
in like August. I feel like that's weird. I know some people do it as a comfort thing. And I know some people do it to like, you know, relax and whatever else. And that's really great for them and what they have going on in their lives. But it's not going to happen here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's, it's, like if I watch a Christmas movie or something in a month that is not December, maybe late November, possibly late November, but that's it. And when I say late, I mean like the day before December. That's that's the closest I'm going to get to it. That is the only time you're going to catch me watching something holiday themed, not during that holiday. So, well, y'all, it has been great talking to y'all. This has been great catching up to you. Let me know if you make it this far. First off, thank you so much for listening to me. And second off, let me know some movies that you would like for me to review. And I will try my darndest to get to them. You can find me anywhere on social media at They Call Me Mr. G. Follow me, send me a like, send me a message, send me whatever you want to send me. Just send me something. Just just find me. Just find me on something because we be cutting up, especially on TikTok. Like on my TikTok where we talk about Charmed and I talk about some other stuff, but mainly Charmed. Baby, we be having a ball, especially on Saturdays when I go live, baby. We be having a ball. So find me on there and let me know. Drop me a line. Y'all have a happy Halloween. Have a happy. Oh my God. Y'all have have a happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) 